I affirm the direction that you have to serve here in this city, and also as we are reflecting on the resurrection life of Christ today, to recognize how we do that day by day in our individual lives. A few years ago, I was uh, consulting with a certain business, and they were looking for a new building. The business had grown where they were actually had their staff in three different buildings uh, along a similar street. And so as they were exploring different opportunities, one of the places we looked at was an abandoned large building that would accommodate them. It had been used by different businesses and it had been used by the federal government, but it was weary, it was old, and it would need a lot of work. So we had an opportunity to walk around the property and walk around this large building to pray and see if the Lord would say anything about is this the place or not? Well, as I walked around, I came to one of the concrete walks, and I saw something that looks like what you see on the screen. There was one little green dandelion popping up out of the concrete. Broken concrete, something that would need to be repaired, but here was new life coming up out of the old life. And to me, it became a prophetic symbol. And as I looked at that, the Lord actually spoke to me and gave me uh, some prophetic insight to share with them. They purchased the building, they redid the building, and it's been very serviceable to them. The point of this is that out of old and broken can come new and fresh life. And so resurrection life is actually the life of Christ that is giving us the very same power to live accordingly. So let's consider today how resurrection life is a part of our experience. Uh, Jesus said that he would make a... We'll see which is up and down. Jesus said that he would make a new covenant with us. Uh, let's state this truth from the scripture. It's beautiful to read together. And he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to them saying, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. This cup is the new covenant in my blood which is shed for you. Now, the thing about a covenant is it actually involves an agreement where I give you things from my life and you give me things from your life. So God has made covenants with his people and it's usually quite lopsided. God does so many things for us as we just do a simple little thing like give him ourselves. And so Jesus is saying, I'm creating a new covenant. And so we celebrate this over and over with so many different dimensions of it. But notice, a covenant becomes the basis of an exchanged life. 
uh, Tim, would you help me with something? Uh, when a covenant is cut, there are a variety of things that are done, but finally, it is sealed with blood. After exchanging garments, which is saying, I'm here to supply basic needs that you have. After exchanging weapons to say, I'm here to protect you. After exchanging these symbolic things, finally, they would cut their wrist here, and then they would join their wrists so that the blood of one flowed into the blood of the other. It was a blood covenant. This is the way in which the fullness of all that they were sharing was sealed. And over time, that became a handshake. And so when we shake hands with people, I hope you'll have a fresh sense of purpose and direction. And I'm giving my attention, my value, my worth to you as I shake your hand. Also, it brings us back to the times when my word is my bond. If I just simply say it, it means it. And so a handshake was a way of sealing what I've said that's what I promise. So, Jesus, in making a covenant with us, was exchanging his life for our sin and death. Thank you. Shake hands, everyone. We know that when he was raised from the dead, this ultimate covenant was sealed for us. He was giving us eternal life or resurrection life in exchange for our giving us our lives to him. But particularly in the process, he took all of the sin, all of the shame, all of the brokenness, all of the needs of the world on himself in this exchange. Resurrection life is eternal. It's everlasting. Resurrection life is indestructible. Resurrection life actually has the same nature as God because God has given his life to raise up Christ from the dead. Within resurrection life is the life of Christ that desires to do the will of God. Many times when we think of struggling to obey God, we're missing the provision that's been made for us. Resurrection life has Christ's desire. He delights to do the will of the Father. And so if we think of that, I have the life of Christ within me. I want to do what pleases God the Father. And resurrection life has authority. As we said earlier, break every chain in the name of Jesus. Break every chain. There's authority in resurrection life. Resurrection has uh, several dimensions to it. 
we think primarily of it as someone being brought back from the dead and raised to life again. And that is powerful. Along with it is also the concept of improvement, being raised up to something that is better, or being raised up to a position above where we have been. And so this is what has happened for Christ. He was raised from the dead and seated in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, in the heavenly realm. From Ephesians chapter 1, verse 20, let me highlight that for the moment. Which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly place. We recognize that the seat is a place of authority. When we think of the county seat, we think of the place where the county government resides. When we think of the throne, a king sits or is seated on a throne to exercise his rule. The judge comes into the courthouse, flips his tails back and sits down, and when the judge is seated, the court is now in session because the judge has taken the place of authority. So, Christ was not only raised from the dead, changed from death to life, but he was also raised up and seated in a high place. So, resurrection is also that seating of us as our life is exchanged with his. We sang earlier, an army rising up. That's resurrection life. <clears throat> uh, we speak of Christ as being God's only begotten son. And the concept of begot, as it's used in the scripture, is not only bringing birth to someone, but also raising up to a place of responsibility, authority, and leadership. So let's confirm this truth by declaring it in our hearts. Resurrection life is, first of all, positional. It's a place where we have been established together. And you he had made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You know, when we pray, we have been invited by Jesus to pray to the Father in his name. Jesus is in heaven, ever living to intercede for us. That is, he's in between or there to bridge between humanity and God the Father. We know that from this, he's seated at the right hand. If the Father's here, Jesus is seated at the right hand. And if you will, we are right here in this same position with Christ. 
So when we pray, we are simply turning to the Father. We are right there in the heavenly realm. And we are using the name of Jesus to validate our position as we approach the Father. So when we say, in the name of Jesus, uh, let's not just say it as, in the name of Jesus, amen. We got that prayer finished. Okay, uh, let's go on to the next thing. No, let's be deliberate. I like to be creative about it and say it in different ways, but the point of it is, think of yourself. You're so close. You're right there by the throne. You're simply acknowledging, I am seated in the heavenly realm because of my faith and identification with Christ. I have resurrection position as well as resurrection salvation, resurrection life. So the first thing about resurrection life is it is a position. Secondly, resurrection life is powerful, as we've already said. Let's declare this truth. That you may know what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his might, a power which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Paul prayed that we would know the power that goes with that. Uh, the concept here of might is uh, overwhelming dynamite power. Mighty power. Resurrection life is also personal. In Philippians 2.13, we read, God is at work in you both to will and to work according to his good pleasure. A passage that was a script that I chose for last year, 2020, was this one in Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Notice what happens, how God works. It's according to the power in us. Let's declare this truth. Now, to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. God is able to do, notice all the above extra full words, abundantly, exceedingly, above all that we ask or think but it's according to the power that works in us. And so as we are praying, as we are taking action, be alert to how we are to respond according to the power that's within us. The power that we have because we've been seated, identified with Christ in the heavenly realm. Resurrection power is public. That is, we 
demonstrate our commitment to that and our identification with Christ through baptism. Buried with him through baptism. Here is an exchange that takes place. Again, let's highlight this. Together, buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Here's a lady just coming up out of the water. (laughs) Uh, Newness of life. Um, It's a joy. It is also a significant statement that we're making resurrection life public. Well, let's move from position to practice. And there are several uh, truths here that help us to do that. One is that we, uh, pardon me, it's purposeful yet, then we'll do that. Um, Resurrection life is purposeful. In other words, God has put this in us and called us not only for our own benefit, but for how we can minister to others to break every chain. So, resurrection life is expressed in Paul's heart in this way. Let's declare it. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection, that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. So he's looking to that for himself. We are also looking to that as a living hope that there will be a revelation of Jesus Christ where all of us are raised up reconstituted with new bodies to be with him forever. And also, thinking of others from Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians 5.18. No, I think it's 2 Corinthians 5.18. Together, God, who reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So we have this message to share as we are touching people's lives. One of the things I'm involved with right now is um, my wife taught at Harrisburg Area Community College at the Lancaster campus, and there she had a student who came from China. And this lady, um, her name is Vicky, um, and she has a Chinese name too, but we call her Vicky here. But Vicky, um, after graduating from Hack, uh, would connect with my wife Marion when she had other projects as she was continuing in her education. And some of these were things where my wife Marion said, Here, Keith, you can help her with this. You're good at that. So I started helping her with her projects, her papers, and so forth. And now she's at the stage of doing her dissertation. And uh, it is important that she has assistance in working on this. (laughs) And so uh, I have been spending quite a few hours early morning and and in the evening, since there's a 12-hour time difference now that she's in China working in her education. But she's not a person of faith in Christ, so I'm seeing this whole thing. One, I'm helping my wife, Marion. I'm, but I'm helping 
Vicky. And this is an opportunity to represent or represent Christ to her. So we've spent a lot of time, and today she handed her paper in. Uh, but will it be accepted or not? So last night I said, may I pray for you as we submit this paper? And so I've been waiting for this because I've been saying, I've been blessing her days, God bless you, but to bring Jesus into the picture and put faith in him for something like this, this is tricky. This is a, if you will, a faith risk <laughs> uh, in how I'm representing Christ in a difficult situation. Um, so, I have been preparing to share more fully with her about Jesus and trusting in Jesus, regardless of how things turn out with her dissertation. But I needed to wait until we finished it so that I was not mixing those two along the way. So, the Lord has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. And that's how the Lord is prompting me right now to share that. Resurrection life is practical. Uh, our life choices will make a big difference. And uh, let's just think through this. Jesus Christ gave his life for you. That's salvation. I just pause there. Jesus Christ gave his life for you. So that he could give his life to you. And that's where we are being sanctified or growing more and more like him through our life experiences with resurrection life in us. So that he could live his life through you. Service, testimony, witness, ministry to others. So, Jesus Christ gave his life to you through you, after doing so for you. But let's turn this around and personalize it and say, for me. So putting me instead of you into the statement, let's say it together. Jesus Christ gave his life for me, salvation, so that he could give his life to me, sanctification, so that he could live his life through me, in service. Now, let's move from position, where we began. Resurrection life is position. It's positional. It's powerful. It's personal. It's public. It's purposeful. It's practical. How do we move from being in that position to practice? Well, he invites us to abide with him if you abide in me and I in you. That is, if we pause and dwell and spend time 
simply reflecting on our relationship with him, abiding in him, depending upon him, his resurrection life flows through us. In Galatians 2.20, Paul says, For um, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. But the life that I live in this human body, I live by faith in the Son of God. And so, this comes by yielding to that life within us as we affirm that he has given it to us. In 2 Peter 1, there's a progression there of growth in our lives. You might think of this as uh, sanctification or the development to become more and more like him. Uh, but let's give attention to that progression in Second Peter. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, seeing that his divine power, that's resurrection life, has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. For by these he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises, so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature of resurrection life, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. Now, for this very reason also, applying all diligence, in other words, according to the power that works within us, here's our part. In your faith, we believe that Jesus Christ died for us and was raised again from the dead for us. In your faith, supply moral excellence. And in your moral excellence, knowledge. And to your knowledge, self-control. And to your self-control, perseverance. And in your perseverance, godliness. And in your godliness, brotherly kindness and in your brotherly kindness, love. Um, in other words, it builds one on the other. To your faith, you add more knowledge that gives you the grace to have greater self-control. Self-control enables you to persevere. Persevere produces even more evidence of godliness. And that godliness enables us to act in love, others, which faith works through love, and we continue to do that over and over again as he orchestrates life experiences for us. We grow in resurrection life working through us. We've already looked at 2 Corinthians 5, 18 and 19 of reproducing the resurrection life as we minister to others. And as we help others grow in Christ, we are fulfilling the Great Commission from Matthew 18. Matthew 28, 18 to 20.
this exchange, this agreement, this covenant is established that we might exchange all of our weakness, our challenges, our failures, our challenges in self-government or self-control to him. And he is giving us the will and the work of God in us to do so. I'd like to invite the worship team to join again in readiness. So, today, let's confess, that is, let's agree, let's say the same thing as he said to us. Our position in Christ. Let's declare that the exchange of life of his and mine. Let's call upon that resurrection life when we're in a situation that's challenging. And then let's be thankful for resurrection life and the power we have within. These are the ways that daily we can keep in touch with the reality of our position and our power in resurrection life. Everyone someday is going to be resurrected. Some to an eternal suffering and some to eternal bliss and fellowship with the Lord. Believing in the resurrection of Christ and exchanging what he did for us, that is the difference. Let's take a few moments here, and as we pray, I'd like to entrust this truth to our hearts. Just take a moment in silence, and then I will pray. Heavenly Father, because we are right before you based on the power of Christ, the completed resurrection, the completed exchange, we come to you in his name. It's our joy to confess that we have resurrection life in him. Father, I bless my brothers and sisters as we are before you with an increased alertness to the peace, the security, the confidence, the clarity of knowing Jesus Christ has been raised from the dead and that we are seated with him in heavenly authority, heavenly fellowship, 
heavenly perspective, heavenly grace. Thank you for right standing with you through Christ. Father, I pray that that confidence would increase in all of our hearts. That the resurrection is not only a clearly defined event in history, but it is an ongoing reality in each of our hearts. By the power of your spirit, even as we have declared already that the breath that we breathe is, is the same breath that Christ gave to you and you poured out on the church by your spirit. That every day you are at work in us both to will and to work for your good pleasure. We have a new sense that because of resurrection life, we delight to do your will. Because of resurrection life, we have confidence and hope. A hope that is alive and active and powerful as well. Father, as challenges come to us, we thank you for the Holy Spirit to prompt and remind us that we have resurrection life within. Work through us according to that power, even as Apostle Paul declared with confidence that you are able to do so. We come to you in prayer knowing that prayer can do whatever God can do and we know that you are able to do exceeding abundantly above and beyond even what we can ask and what we think. So even as today we're asking and meditating on this truth, we anticipate you will do even more than what we are aware. Because Jesus is seated at your right hand, we confidently say, Amen.